This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Welcome to the Mind Your Own Podcast with Aaron Sorensen and Sasha Durkin. Where we stick to sports, except when we're not. Hello and welcome to the Mind Your Own Podcast. It's the first episode of the new year. I'm Aaron. I'm Sasha. And hello. Yeah. It's, it's, it's weird because it's like... I don't know. I feel like every other new year has felt like an actual like new year. Mm-hmm. But this one is just like another, you know, new, new year. Same us. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you know, I actually I actually really I don't personally like the whole new year, new me type of mentality yeah. anyway, because um, I hope that you don't feel like you have to change everything about yourself. If you do, by all means, uh, work toward being a better version. Yeah. I guess I don't like the new year, new me, because it's implying that something was bad about you originally. Right. But it's okay. Now, I will say, if you're listening to this and you think like, well, you sound a little bit muffled. I think we sound all right. Yeah. This is the this is the same part of 2020. We are currently wearing masks mm-hmm. as we record this. So, mm-hmm. you know, certain words are going to sound a little muffled. And if that's the case, I apologize. But, you know, we both are just at this moment choosing to do this and... You know, that's that is the one carryover from 2020 uh-huh. is that we woke yeah. up on January 1st and COVID is not gone. It is still very present. <laughs> yeah, yeah it is. So full disclosure, the reason that we're mari- we're marrying we are we are marry. going to marry masks. Mm-hmm. Um wearing <laughs> masks is just out of an abundance of caution. I have not gone out to eat since March of 2020. I allowed myself to be talked into and made the decision to go out to eat and I've been like freaking out about it ever since I guess uh I wore my mask the whole time we were six feet apart from other people but I still yeah I would just rather be cautious yeah that's how I felt honestly after the first game I covered in person because Mm -hmm. even though I was you know I wore my mask I would say you know 98% of the time Mm -hmm. only time it came off is if I was drinking something or if I was eating my lunch Um, Mm -hmm. but I also can't control everyone else that I'm around so while I felt I had done everything I could there's only so much you can do so you know May this be a lesson that if you are in a situation that you just feel like you'd be more comfortable either, um, you know, wearing, like one, wearing your mask is not a big deal. Um, I'm actually to the point now where I went out to shovel the other day and was like, I kind of almost would rather wear my mask while shoveling because it keeps my face warm. Right. (laughs) But also like. I just don't really have an issue any longer. I, it just, it's, it's so second nature. And if I just, I've really not understood sort of the continuous pushback by some people to mask wearing. Now, I think we're all in agreement. It's not fun. Right. It's not like I enjoy it. But I, I, I don't understand when we're like, what, 10 months into a pandemic and we're, that's we're, the conversation we're still having is, you know, whether or not masks are useful. Right. And the thing that I hope <laughs> when I look at 2021, and I think – so we won't spend a ton of time on this, but we we said in our last episode of 2020 that the first episode, we, we really wanted to talk about not so much resolutions, but intentions, what mm-hmm. we really wanted to see from 2021. And something that like personally, I hope to continue helping other people understand while I continue to understand is we are, we are literally watching science in motion. Mm-hmm. So when people use the fact that at the beginning of the pandemic, they said masks, are not necessary. They were doing that for two reasons. One, because it was a lack of understanding around the virus itself. Right. And then two, they, they wanted to ensure that, you know, frontline workers, healthcare provider workers had access to the masks that yes. they needed. 
we, we have an abundance of masks now. You can go on Old Navy right now and buy like a pack of 10 for five bucks. Like right. it's not, we are not in a point where you can't have them. And we're, we watch science literally learn, oh, wait, actually this spreads, this does not spread as quickly if people are just wearing the mask. Right. So I hope at least as we look forward into 2021, especially with science, when science originally says, hey, maybe this is how we do something. And then a month or two later says, actually, now that we've had time to, to research and process this, it's actually better to do this. Yes. I hope that we can at least like take a step back and instead of like, just like digging our nails (laughs) into the original thing, go, it's okay for something to evolve and to change. And honestly, it's kind of cool that we are literally getting to watch science evolve and learn alongside of us because we don't normally ever get to see this side of it. Right. So usually it's like, I don't want to say like behind closed doors, but a lot of that research happens not in the public eye, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, Actually one of the things that, and I was thinking about this a lot this morning when I I knew that that would be the topic of this episode. One of my intentions for 2021 is to continue to be cautious. Mm -hmm. I understand um, that there are things that are uncomfortable or um, we don't find joy in doing, but for the protection of other people, um, they're necessary. And I think that it um, is selfless of us to continue to do the things that we have the guidance for. Mm -hmm. Um, And yeah, that's just, especially after this weekend, I'm like really reflecting on that hard. I know I just feel guilty. I just, I don't know why I do. Um, But if you're somebody, I would say, and you know, this is when we've talked about, and we talked about this a little bit in our, our last episode that like not everyone who listens to this podcast is necessarily going to agree with everything that we Mm -hmm. say. However, something that I had a conversation with a few times over the last couple of weeks since we recorded that with different individuals is why certain topics have become so polarizing and Mm -hmm. why certain topics have become so politicized. And to be honest with you, I really just do not understand how this, well, I I understand how the pandemic became politicized, but I don't understand why. Mm -hmm. And I feel that way with a lot of topics. I actually think for a lot of us, our end goal is the same. I'd say with this pandemic, all of us want to get back to normal. We all want to get back to the lives that we knew I, I would say we, for the most part, enjoyed. But our our path to getting there is what's different. Yeah. And the problem is, is we have allowed, we have allowed politicians on both sides of the aisle to sort of direct mm-hmm. where we are going with this in a way that, like, now it's become a thing where if I say I, you know, I want to wear my mask because I think it's it's beneficial to others. It's showing empathy. It's showing understanding. Yeah. It's showing care. Then somebody out there is immediately going to come at me and go, well, what are you saying? Are you saying I don't care about people? Are you saying I don't care? I care about people. And it's like, well, but, I mean, kind of. I, 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 from my perspective, yes, yes I yeah. do think that you're not being empathetic. But, like, why was that the trigger point? Like, why did that, like – why did that, why are we so triggered now by, and I use that word, by the way, <laughs> because I also feel like words have become really bizarre. Yes, agreed. Over the things like snowflake and trigger. And I I just think in, for, in 2021, and I, I, I want to be better about this. I think in 2020, something that I tended to do is retreat mm-hmm. from hard conversations because it was like, look, I just don't want to get into this. Like for my own mental health, I was like, I just can't, I just Mm -hmm. can't do this. Now I'm not going to go out and seek the opportunity to like argue with people. But I think in 2021, one intention I'd like to do is to have for myself is just to have a little bit more, I don't know, strength to Mm -hmm. say, because I think we do this thing where we want to say like, well, I respect your opinion, but sometimes it's like, I, I wouldn't like, I wouldn't encourage you to go out into the world and, you know, I'm going to encourage you to wear a seatbelt because right. I think wearing a seatbelt is a good thing. Right. So I don't know. I think, and I'm not doing a very good job explaining it, but I think in 2021, I just want to have a little bit more strength to, 
stand up for my beliefs a little bit more yeah. in a way that I, I, I never want to make people feel they're not welcome to the table, to the conversation. Yes. But I will say, if you're going to start the conversation with me from a point of like, I'm already, I'm, I've already closed that door Mm -hmm. and like you're wrong, then like we're not going to get there and that's not what I'm talking about. But if you're somebody who's willing to come to me and say, you know, this is where I'm at. I'd like to at least talk to you. I'd like to have that conversation because I think this year I tended to shut down any conversation because it was like, I just can't handle it. I did the same thing. And I think like, like reflecting back, on the times where I really wanted to say something and I chose not to, it was because I think um, I didn't feel like I had the mental fortitude to continue to back up what I thought and believed Mm -hmm. about a certain situation and my why, because 2020 was so exhausting. Mm -hmm. And I didn't take the time to find or muster up (laughs) the mental fortitude in order to do those things and Mm -hmm. have those conversations. I like would, I like really legitimately stopped checking Twitter. Mm -hmm. I'd go on to be like, Hey, I did this cool thing and you know, self promotion, whatever. But that was about it. I, I live tweeted along with one game, (laughs) which I hadn't done in a while (laughs) and it was kind of fun, but I just, I, I didn't, have the strength or want to to have those conversations mm-hmm. most of the time most of the time I should say I'd say like the one nice thing about this podcast and I, I did listen to our last one and we've said this a lot but I have really appreciated the conversation that has come from this podcast and I'm, I'm going to reference him again um, our, our pal Bob yeah the fact that he started his original email to us and he has sent us a follow-up which is just awesome was like made my day to see that yeah um but the fact that he started his original email by saying like I don't always agree with everything you're saying but like you know I'm at least able to sort of like come at the conversation with trying to understand where you might be coming from Mm -hmm. I was like we we all need to be more like that yeah now I do want to preface though and this has nothing to do with Bob. So Bob, this this is separate from uh, what you said. I just really loved what you said. I also think sometimes that can be weaponized against people where we, we go, well, you should have to listen to this thing. Sometimes like conspiracy theories, like absolutely, uh, f- you know, true fake news. Like mm-hmm. as a journalist, like there is there is sincere fake news. And so when something has been debunked, you can't use that as a reason to tell someone you need to listen and understand this and stuff mm-hmm. because it's like that that's not true. Like it's right. not a thing like yeah. us debating this false topic is honestly not worth either of our time. So exactly. I also don't want you to think that I'm saying like in 2021, like you have to entertain that kind of conversation if it doesn't serve yeah. you. Uh, but I do think everyone across the board can do a better job of just trying to have those conversations. Cause like I said, I don't understand. I feel like the biggest, the biggest um, changes for the better happen when people are forced to sit in that under uncomfortableness. Mm-hmm. Like how do you grow if you don't fail or feel uncomfortable at some point? Well, like, I, I stumbled upon it. It's 2021. I still love TikTok. Um, <laughs> Oh God, I stumbled. I'm yeah, I stumbled a upon a TikTok last night, and I really, really loved what this woman said. So she was a, and I'm, I'm, I'm using her words. I want to be clear because I'm always very, I'm always big on like making sure that like proper pronouns, um, how mm-hmm. people identify is correctly. She identified herself as a black woman, so she, she was addressing white women, and she basically said, "If you feel attacked, if you feel attacked by what I'm saying, what I'm about to say." You need to sit with that Mm -hmm. because I'm not attacking anyone. I'm telling you some things that I have noticed and that I think that like will help open up dialogue and conversation if we can get past these things. Mm -hmm. And she runs down this list and I'll be honest, like I was uncomfortable in some of the things she said, not because I felt she was wrong, but because I was like, yeah. So like one Mm -hmm. thing she mentioned is that like, and I'm guilty of this, that white women tend to use our emotion against others because we know that people will tend to side 
And this is all like internal. This Mm -hmm. is not like a thing that we're like actively choosing to do. Mm -hmm. But I know that about myself that sometimes like I use my emotion because I feel like if, if somebody sees me upset, their reaction is going to be to comfort me Mm -hmm. and to tell me it's okay. The thing is, is like most of the people, like if I mess up, do not owe me that. It's me who needs to find a way to feel better versus me basically making them make me feel better. Mm -hmm. Like they don't owe me, like a person that I offend, that person, they do not owe me the like, let me make you feel better. Right. Like, oh, no, no, no. It's okay. Right. But like, I do know that like when I get frustrated or I get overwhelmed or if I'm not understanding a situation, I do have a tendency to get emotional. Mm -hmm. So that's something for me when I'm watching this video of her, I'm like, yes, I I do that. I, I, I know that about myself that I tend to take a situation and I'll get upset and I'll get emotional because at the core of it, people then feel bad for me. Mm -hmm. That's something I like to work on in 2021. So like, The whole point of this is, though, is as I was watching her video, the fact that she said at the beginning, like, if you feel attacked, you need to just sit with that because I am not attacking anyone. She's like, I'm pointing things out. I'm just pointing something Mm -hmm. out. I'm trying to have a conversation. And honestly, I watched her video a a few times. And after like the second or third watch, I was like, this is really well done. Like, Mm -hmm. I appreciated her taking her time to put this together because she didn't need to. But she did. And I was like, I'm really... I'm, I'm very fascinated by what she's sharing. Yeah. So I think that's something in this next year, I, I'm speaking for myself, but I think all of us can do is if we start to feel attacked by something, just sit with it for a moment. Because I think we're too quick to say things are being, like we're being attacked, we're being yeah. bullied, we're being Well, this, here's like, the thing too that I've found in matter. my own life. They do. They really do. But I've found in my own life, and I've started to pay more and more attention to this, that when I start to feel attacked, it's probably because I am doing that thing. Mm -hmm. And it's hard sometimes when it's you who you live with and see, and like you're wearing this meat suit. I mean, it's Mm -hmm. you, you're a human being, right? You're experiencing these things and other people can't see inside your head and, and your thoughts and things like that. But sometimes the things that I get offended by quote unquote, or like the type of person that I say I don't like, that person or that situation, that thing that's making me uncomfortable, I probably have some of those, the properties of that issue or thing. Mm-hmm. It took me like forever. And I, it's, I still struggle with that. The, the difficult conversations, the ones that make me feel super uncomfortable, aren't necessarily always because of that reason. But I found more often than not, probably 75% of the time it is because I am doing that thing or I possess that thing that I don't like, Mm -hmm. you know, like as a personality trait. It's hard to sit back and, and reflect on that stuff and it's easier to react. And I think that I would like to continue to work on that within myself. Like just when I'm uncomfortable, take a breath and like sit for 10, 15 seconds and think like, okay, what am I actually reacting to here? What is the thing that is upsetting to me? Why Mm -hmm. is it upsetting to me? And then if it's like bad enough and it's a light bulb moment, then I would like to start writing things down again. I used to do that all the time. Mm -hmm. It was really therapeutic thing just to get out the things, you know, like, because your thoughts kind of move really rapidly in those situations sometimes, especially like for me, I'm, I used to be worse than I am now, but a very reactive person. There was actually an instance earlier this year within the wonderful company that I currently work for. I took something someone said super personally. It was constructive criticism, but mm-hmm. I took it personally like I wasn't good enough at that certain thing. Mm-hmm. And then I started talking about it out loud to a coworker. And I was like, wait. No, I am taking it personally. Because I was like, I'm not taking it personally, but da-da-da-da-da. And I was like, okay. I'm going to sit with that because I then I was like, hold on. I am taking it super personally. Mm-hmm. Why am I taking it super personally? And it was like, because I didn't like constructive criticism about that one certain aspect. Mm-hmm. Like, when it was something that I could be better at. <laughs> and so... I'm super bad at taking it. Like, uh, 
I, so I'm glad that you said that like writing things down because that's mm-hmm. actually something for me in 2021. Um, being prominently a writer and a journalist, like I do a lot of writing for other people mm-hmm. and do working in social media. I do a lot of brand building for other people and I neglect myself a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. And I would say at the end of 2020, we were all exhausted, like to everyone everywhere, mm-hmm. we were all exhausted. Mm-hmm. And so I like, because of things like that, where like you have those feelings of like, why I need to process through this, or I have things I need to think about, or I need to really sit with why this, something that I have found is helpful for me is blogging. Mm-hmm. And not about it, like, not always about like serious things, just anything, yes. just anything to like have an opportunity to share what's on my mind, what's on my heart, whatever. Mm-hmm. That's why this podcast has honestly been so therapeutic. Um, but the thing is, is in 2020, uh, 20, I wrote one blog post. It's mm-hmm. like, what was the point of even having that blog? Right. <laughs> Why did I pay for the like hosting of that blog? Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know what I'll do in 2021. I'm not going to like sit down and like set a goal of like, I have to write this many times mm-hmm. a month. Maybe I should, but I, d- I just want to write a little bit. Like I just yeah. want to utilize it more. Um, I'd like to, I'd like to utilize that because I do think, when we do things for ourselves, when we sit and reflect on our own thoughts, mm-hmm. because I do think we sometimes like put so much into our work and so much into that, that like we neglect ourselves. So yeah, like when, like, to be honest, when you get feedback in, at work, I'm terrible at getting feedback at work because mm-hmm. I do take everything personal because I associate my job to me. Mm-hmm. So when someone says like, Oh, you could be doing this. I immediately am like, does that mean I'm not doing it good enough? Yeah. You're coming at me. You're saying that like, I'm not good enough. And it's like, Mm -hmm. your work is not you. Right. You are not defined by your job. Yes. You can do things better, differently, Mm -hmm. whatever. But yeah, it's, I had something that's hard. It is really hard. Well, and especially like in this instance, this is going to sound dumb when I say it out loud, but this is how it was. It was something that I knew that I could work on and get better at. Mm-hmm. But I had convinced myself that I was good enough at it, that when someone said, hey, I just have a couple of suggestions for this, I then took it super personally because I had convinced myself that I was okay enough at it. Mm-hmm. It sounds dumb even now when I say it out loud, but, but that's how not. simple it was. It's not you know? at all. I totally, like, I totally understand where you're coming from because I am somebody that like, I, I do not enjoy like reviews. Not mm-hmm. because I need to be praised all the time. Like, to be honest, like, this is what's really weird about my, the way my mind works. I also am not comfortable with, like, too much praise. Like, I am yeah. not comfortable with telling people telling me I'm doing a good job. I deflect. Yes. I'm always just like, oh, yeah. thank you so much. It's actually because of this. Like, yep. I'm so really It's good. we. <laughs> yeah. I'm, like, really good at, like, passing, like, compliments on to other people mm-hmm. and not doing so good myself. Mm-hmm. Reviews are really hard for me because I walk into that and, like, any compliment, any praise I get, I'm deflecting it any criticism I get, I'm just like, just, it's like Velcro to me. I'm just Mm -hmm. like, Oh, this is stuck here now. I can't get rid of it. Mm -hmm. That is just a personal thing. I like, I know about myself. Mm -hmm. I overthink reviews to the end of the earth because I'm like, could I've done better? Should I have done better? And it's like, what about this? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it sucks. And I know, I know we're not the only ones who are like that. I know a lot of you are like that. And honestly, again, going back to TikTok, there's this one TikTok account. I really like where this guy, he basically, um, he he's like emulating millennials mm-hmm. and like how we all have like terrible anxiety and we're always worried that we're going to get fired and that our bosses hate us and like all right. of this stuff. Yeah. But it's so true. Like, I don't know yep. how many of my friends as millennials, which also something in 2021, I'd like to just like, this has nothing to do with anything else, but like in 2021, can we stop assuming millennials are like 18 years old? I am the, 36 years old and oldest, I'm an old one. The <laughs> oldest millennial just turned 40 this year. I need you to understand like millennials are not children. Like we are literally like anxiety. We are maladapted adults. We are anxiety ridden <laughs> adults who are just trying so hard to please our parents and not be completely lo- big losers to the generation behind us. Like I saw a TikTok that was so true. It was like all these different generations in a restaurant and it's like, boomers get the wrong order and they're like pitching a fit. Like, this is not what I wanted. This is not what I ordered. I want all, I want you to take it back, make it for me again, and then comp my meal. And then is it Gen X that's after boomers? I think so. Yeah. So then they're kind of like the in-between millennials. We are the ones that are like, I am so sorry. 
<laughs> I'm, I apologize. That's whatever I did that got this wrong. So I understand. I, I told you this is what I wanted, but you still, for whatever reason, I apologize. I'm going to eat it anyway. I just wanted to let you know. I'm going to eat this. In fact, I'll pay you more for it. I'll tip you. I'll tip you more. Like millennials are constantly like worried about everything. We are a generation of anxiety. Um, but please, in yeah. this new year, please stop assuming. The reason I say this Actually, in the last couple of weeks, I had, of all places, somebody left a YouTube comment about me. And I think they were trying to compliment me, but I also think that they're trying to insult me. Like, I think it was like a little bit of both. Like, Backhanded it was handed compliment. Yeah, it was kind of like, hey, you suck, but also, um, nice interview. Um, yeah. <laughs> right. But they called me, they were like, they basically said, I have no memory of any Nebraska national championships. So like covering this team, like I don't know what greatness is. I I was alive for three. Right. And have active memories, which by the way, and a person on Twitter and they did apologize. They were like, I wasn't trying to attack you. And I was like, I know, but I need you to understand why I got a little bit upset at this comment. Cause they were like, well, how many do you even remember? It's like, all why does, <laughs> but also why does my age have anything to do right, with this? Exactly. Yeah. I do appreciate all of you who think I'm, like, 23 because <laughs> it means the, like, really poor skincare job I've done in the last couple of years has apparently paid off. Same. Um, I just finally started using lotion on my face, and I'm 36. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm on the wrong side of, of 35. I'm 33, <laughs> and you all actively think I'm, like, 10 years younger than I am, which, thank you. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Um, I will credit my parents. Both of them look phenomenal for yeah. their ages, so, like... None of this is, like, my doing. Thank you, genetics. <laughs> um, but I don't like when we use age as an insult. And I still yeah. think that people do that to millennials. Or it was like, oh, those millennials are always on their TikToks and doing stuff. And I'm like, I'm 33. Mm -hmm. Like, excuse yeah. me. Uh, if I want to be on TikTok, that's okay. Because I've spent all day working my butt off exactly. for my job. Let me live my life. <laughs> exactly. So... In this new year, let's stop let's stop going after people for their age. You can be a yeah. lot of things no matter where you fall in the age like spectrum. It doesn't matter. Doesn't I think matter. another thing like too that I would like to to work on or strive for is to listen a little more. I can be an impatient person and sometimes when I'm one of those people when things are like emotional or get to be too much, I completely shut down and I'll be like, sorry, that's happening. I will talk to you later when you're good. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I, I'd like to, I'd like to force myself to sit. I know this kind of like is jumping off of what we just talked about, but I would like to sit more with that uncomfortableness and just listen a little mm -hmm. bit more. And it's not even a personal thing and it's nothing against anybody else. It's just one of those things that makes me uncomfortable because I automatically want to, I can't do anything nine times out of 10, but what I can do is listen. That would mm -hmm. be a 10 out of 10. I can't take away what's going on and I probably can't fix it and I can't make it better. And I don't have to offer advice. I can just listen. And I, I would like to be a little bit better at sitting in that uncomfortableness sometimes and just listening and being a better listener and friend in that way and spouse. <laughs> for that matter. Well, I'm glad that you said that because that was actually a part of that TikTok that I watched of um, that woman who um, was sharing things that like white women listen to this. Mm -hmm. And this is one that I really actively want to work on. Not everything, when you listen, not everything requires a anecdote of how you've also experienced something. Mm -hmm. We have a really bad habit and I use we, I mean, sincerely, all of us have done this. Like everyone who's listening to this, I promise you, if you sit and think about it, you've done this too. Cause I know I have a lot mm -hmm. where somebody says this really terrible thing happened to me and you want to feel empathetic. You want to, you want that person to know I I'm with you. Mm -hmm. I'm going to tell you something. A lot of the times, all you have to say is I hear you. Mm-hmm that sucks. I'm sorry. That's shit. Like that's really all. And then later maybe you can come chime in with that. Like, let me tell you about this thing that happened to me. Right. We have a really bad habit of 
person tells you, hey, you know, this really terrible thing happened to me. It's like, oh, my gosh, like, I so understand what you're talking about. You know, last year, Mm -hmm. this thing also happened to me. You have now centered the conversation around you. Mm -hmm. And this person is now going like, that's great. I'm glad that, like, we both understand what we are going through together. But um, that's not what I was talking to. That's not what I was trying to, (laughs) like, I was just trying to tell you something. Mm -hmm. So I, I can at least say for myself, I need to do a better job of just listening without feeling the need because I am an empath. I don't person. have to, like, I, I'm trying to think of the right word for it. I don't have to connect with you by sharing a story. Right. And it, regardless of how similar it is. And I've done my Gallup strengths. One of my strengths is empathy. So, mm-hmm. like, I am constantly, like, I, I'm, I'm, I'm an incredibly empathetic person to a fault, to a point that it's sometimes like crippling, Mm -hmm. like where I'm like overly, like right now the TikTok algorithm has for some reason put me down a path of people who are having to put their animals down. Mm. This is very, very hard for me because like, I'm like immediately cannot get past the fact that like, I want to like hug these people and then I think about them for a while. Like, it's like, I'm taking everything on mm-hmm. from this person I've never met, will probably never meet, all because I watched a 15-second video. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I need to stop doing is <laughs> then feeling like I need to, like, share something with that person. Mm-hmm. So, like, if somebody tells me, I can just say that sucks. Yeah. And I'm so sorry. Without also then needing to tell them, like, here's why I understand. Mm-hmm. Because empathy is just like honestly, empathy is is acknowledging you have been there. You 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 really understand. You're in their shoes. Mm-hmm. But empathy does not require you to also make sure they know it right in that moment. What's hard for me in those moments, like if I have been through something similar, is not instead of like just leaving it at. I totally understand that. That's uh, that sounds like that's something that you needed to do for yourself, type of thing, and just ending it there. Mm-hmm. Instead of being like, you know, like you just said, like, and here's why. I get uncomfortable sometimes even, like, I feel like I'm being cold if I don't share why I understand that. And I just leave it at, I totally understand. Mm-hmm. That sucks. Good for you for doing what you needed to do. Or or I'm here for you if you need to continue to talk or whatever. Leaving it at that sometimes makes me feel super cold like I'm not being emotional enough (laughs) it's such a weird I don't know why my brain works this way but it's something I want to work on we're we all have our um needless to say we all have our things yeah because I you know and maybe this is it in 2021 because I I did want to I did want to say like this this podcast has mostly been non-sports related Mm -hmm. so I'm sorry if you came looking for like our like 2021 football projections I don't have them yet Mm. um but one thing when I think about sports. Now, 2021 is going to look weird. Like, volleyball is playing a schedule in the spring. Mm-hmm. Um, baseball is going to look weird. We know wrestling and gymnastics have, like, different kind of schedules this year as well. Things are going to be weird. I assume we will still have things like a College World Series. I assume that there will be fans in the sand by fall because if we can ever figure out how to get this vaccine out and people actually are willing to take it which get your dang vaccines mm. when they're available to you, there will be fans in the sand. Yeah. Actually, I have thought about that. One way you could probably get more people to get the vaccine is to be like, do you want to sit in the stands with 90,000 of your closest friends? Show us your vaccination you card. You have to have a vaccination card. <laughs> people would probably do it. Um, yeah. Whatever it takes. Um, but one thing I would like to do this year and forward. So <laughs> every year, in January, I don't really set resolutions. I'm not a big resolutions person, but I set like intentions. I'm like, yeah. okay, I'm going to start eating better. I'm going to start going more regularly to the gym or working out. I'm going to do things for myself. That's going to be reading more books, maybe blogging. Like I always set these intentions and they go really, really well until about July mm-hmm. and football starts. Life gets busy. I kind of just stop finding time for things. It's usually books are the first things that go. I stop mm-hmm. reading. Um, and then it's like slowly I stop working out. By the time I'm in the thick of football season, I'm just eating terribly and just not sleeping well. Now, some of the sleep schedule you can only control so much. If there's a 7 p.m. kickoff, like there's not much you can do. You're right. going to be up late. It is what it is. But you can balance that. But oftentimes what I do is I just run myself into the ground 
from about the end of July until December 31st. Mm-hmm. I work up, wake up on January 1st, and I'm like, I feel disgusting. I feel terrible. I don't feel like myself. I commit myself to reading books, blogging, <laughs> working right. out, eating well, and it's a, it's a cycle every single year. Mm-hmm. If 2020 did anything for me, which obviously this year has just given me more time, mm-hmm. but it has shown me that I have to find time for myself. I would like to do that even during football season. When yeah. life gets completely off the rails, traveling, which a lot of this probably won't look fully normal in 2021. Right. But some of it will look more normal. I just want to, I want to take better care of myself mm-hmm. all year round. Because we're, like, I'm tired of the cycle that I'm in right now where, like, I just, trash my body and my mind for you know five months Mm -hmm. and then I'm good to myself for seven and then I just trash my mind and body for five months because it has nothing to do with how skinny I am it has nothing to do with it it really doesn't have anything to do with physical appearance it's Mm -hmm. just more or less like I feel terrible Mm -hmm. all the time like if you want to like if you look at any of my Instagram posts and you look at a year you might look at like the back half of my year when like I'm doing things, traveling, and be like, wow, her life is so fun. That looks amazing. She's at the ESPN College Football Awards, and she's standing right next to Ryan Day and Nick Saban. Like, that's pretty dang cool. Right. I am probably in the worst mental state of my year at that point. I'm not even, like, fully, like, understanding because I'm I'm just, like, trashed at that point. Mm -hmm. Like, I need to not be that way any longer. And so in 2021, I want to keep my consistency going. So in 2020, I found Peloton. Yes. I love Peloton. Like, I understand, like, some people say it's a cult. I don't care. You know what? Right. If it is a cult, it's a cult that's, like, not harming anyone. <laughs> it's not harming me. It's not harming you. Um, no, it is one of those things where it's, like, I'm obsessed with it, but it's an obsession that is hurting no one. Exactly. Um, but I think the thing I found with Peloton is the consistency of – Every week does not have to look the same, but every week includes things. Like Mm -hmm. every week, and I love that about the instructors. They're like, look, if you only have 15 minutes today, you only have 15 minutes today. So let's make the most of those 15 minutes. Maybe you have an hour tomorrow. Maybe you don't have an hour at all this week. But like, let's find time for you where it works in your schedule. Anything is better than nothing. Anything. Anything. And that's something that I really, really, really want to take into this new year because I have found in the last, so I looked at it. So I did a little over 6,000 minutes of Peloton in 2020. Mm -hmm. So I want to hit at least 12 in 2021 because I was averaging about a thousand minutes a month. Mm -hmm. They have a new badge that's 15,000. I think that's going to be pretty dang hard. That averages out to about 53 minutes a day. Yeah. Now, it, you know, there might be. split them up. There might be one day I'm only doing 15 minutes and then the next day I'm doing an hour and a half. Like Mm -hmm. things are going to be all over the Mm -hmm. place. I would like to at least hit 12,000 minutes in 2021. Um, But I was like thinking about the other things. Like I have never like felt better just from a mental, like, Honestly, working out has become like therapy for me. Yep. If I'm having a really high anxiety day, I tell I I shut off work for 30 minutes and I go ride the bike or I go do a strengths workout. I go do something mm-hmm. because I know I'm going to feel better at the end of it. Now, I'm not telling you to go work out and that's going to make you, but like finding the things that like when you need that half an hour, I'm just going to go do this thing. Yeah. Because I was mistaken for myself. So everyone is different. I was mistaken for myself. That I would often think, if I just go do a, if I just go watch a show for a half an hour, if mm-hmm. I just go watch TV for 30 minutes, I just tune out, I'll feel better. Yep. That for me personally was actually not working. Yeah. I would get to the end of that half an hour. I wouldn't feel fulfilled. I'd feel like I just sat around. I, my body just didn't feel like, I just didn't gain anything from it. Right. Now, some people do. Some people are like, I just need 30 minutes that to watch TV. That could be your thing. Yeah. But it wasn't for me. I have found for myself the only way my like mental state feels better is if I go spend a little bit of time working out. Mm-hmm. That is just what I have found. Yeah. I have to keep that up because I cannot keep on that cycle anymore. 
because I've done that cycle for almost eight years. Yeah. And a photo popped up of us from co-hosting a radio 2017, show. 2017, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like a I couple of days too. ago. And I saw that photo and I remember thinking like, I remember I had so much fun that day, but I remember like looking at myself and I remember I felt so miserable in that photo. Not because of anything going on, not because yeah. of you, not because of Creighton, not because of anything. I was sincerely had a good day. But I remember I woke up that day and I felt like none of my clothes fit me. I felt like I was like really worn out. I remember thinking like, I, I just remember feeling like it was so much work to come just do this one thing. Yep. And I'm like, I don't want to feel that way anymore because that is not how this is supposed to work. Right. I like, I know we said we'd mention it, but uh, the other ho- uh, podcast that I co-host, Meathead Test Kitchen, we actually yes. talk about that on this week's episode, um, which was released Monday. But just building healthy habits. So like habits are super easy to understand, but they're super hard to stop doing. Mm-hmm. Cause there's a reward system involved. So like it's understanding like why all that stuff flies out the window come July. You know, I think it's just like part of habits, but I think that one takeaway from 20, like I've been in and out of like, honestly working out for me is the thing that I do mm-hmm. too. And I feel lost uh, if I don't. <laughs> so like just mentally, I'm just kind of, kind of out of whack just because I, it's probably the endorphins at this point, but Setting aside that time for myself every day, like, and doing something that's solely for me. I don't care about the aesthetics. I don't care about losing weight. I really don't care about any of that. But, like, the mental benefits of pushing myself until I think I'm going to break but it's not breaking, like, Mm -hmm. I need that for myself. to Like, to know that I can do this thing and I'm probably going to be able to do that next thing if I just keep working at this thing. Mm Mm-hmm. And then building on those smaller goals. Like I, that was one of my, my things for myself this year too, is to continue to be consistent because I know that when things get back to whatever this new version of normal is going to be, it is super easy to let all the things that we already went through for the last, you know, year, year and a half, however long it is. And going back to being able to go and do things to let all the things that we learned about ourselves or all the things that we created for ourselves to do that we enjoy doing Mm -hmm. to kind of fall by the wayside. I guess like in a way it would be my challenge to everybody to whatever that thing is, whether it's coloring in a, a, like literally coloring, or Mm -hmm. maybe you decided to learn how to play an instrument or you learned how to cook bread or whatever you did, whatever you learned this year that you really, really enjoy doing, continue doing that stuff because it's super important to do things for you. Anyone can do anything for five minutes. Anything. And I know that sounds like, that's the thing is, so I'm so glad that you said what you did about not like for me, like working out has not been about the aesthetics of it either. Like I still eat junk food. I still yes. drink alcohol. It's like about balance. <laughs> in fact, like the, the ride I took yesterday with my favorite instructor, he was like, I just want to point out that if y'all are still drinking alcohol, you're not going to probably drop as much weight as you want to. And I was like, that's fine. Like in my case, this is fine. But I understood why he was saying it. Cause yeah. he was talking to the people who have like gone into this year and they're like, I'm going to lose weight. He was saying like, if you want to do something for yourself, cutting alcohol out is a really, really quick way yeah. to like get yourself Even on Even just track. cutting back. Yes. But so like I still eat junk food. I still eat out. I still like I get takeout more than mm-hmm. I should. I drink alcohol. It's fine. So like I understand if I did stopped all of that stuff and only eat, ate like quinoa and like acai bowls every day, like right. I'd probably drop like 20 pounds. I don't care because like that, the like the weight that like I still carry is the stuff that I enjoy. Mm-hmm. Um. But for me, something that I was really, really proud of this year is I have always had a really, really weak right wrist. I still do. Um, I injured my wrist in high school. I was a cheerleader. I was tumbling. I hyperextended it enough times that, like, even today, you know, like, 15 years later, like, or however many years later, it's, like, I can't really bend my wrist back all that well. Yeah. So I can't, like, put a lot of weight on it, or at least I thought so things like push-ups were really, are really hard for me. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing that I really enjoyed about Peloton is they taught me how to do a push-up effectively on my knees. Mm-hmm. So I'm not like having to do the full thing. Well, I took a yoga class probably a couple of weeks ago now. 
They get to the chaturanga. Mm-hmm. Chaturanga is where you literally like are coming down out of a plank. It's basically and you, a slow pu- push up. Right. And you hold yourself above the ground, but mm-hmm. don't put yourself on the ground until they tell you to release. I've never been able to do it. Yeah. I was able to do it for the first Hell time. yeah, girl. I was so excited <laughs> about it. But like, this is a move that's so easy for some people. They're yeah. just like, oh, what the heck? Like, I'm just doing this. I have never been able to do that because my wrist has never been strong enough. Like, yeah. I've always dropped out of it. I was able to finally do it. And, like, seeing It's the that, small wins that, like, make up the bigger picture and mm-hmm. all that. Like, those, that's, I keep saying this and, like, people are probably going to start getting annoyed. But, like, you have to have snowflakes in order to build a snowman. And, like, those small wins and the small things that you're doing to build on, like, the healthier habits or whatever it is that you're doing for yourself, like, that stuff will eventually make your snowman if you just keep doing it. So, like, I guess I kind of want that to be our – it doesn't have to be, like, for this week, but maybe, like, throughout the year. Like, that's my challenge to everyone listening to this podcast. Like, keep your snowflakes, build your snowballs, create your snowman. Like, keep doing that stuff because it's for you. Like, Mm -hmm. that stuff is super important, even if it's 10 minutes in your day. If you have to wake up 10 minutes earlier to do that thing for yourself – do it because I think it's so worth it. Like don't lose yourself once things start going yeah. back to kind of normal. And you let's, know, like, let's hold each other accountable to this because yeah. here's the thing. I have no intention on this podcast stopping anytime soon. So like we'll yeah. still be talking about this come next August, September. Check in. Mm-hmm. Let, let's talk about it next August, September. I will tell you because I guarantee you it's going to be really hard for me because my body is used to every year around August, like right. shit hits the fan. Um, I'd really like to not have that be a thing any longer. So let's talk about it. Let's check in in August, September and see how we're all doing. Because that's the thing is like, you know, there are things that we did in 2020 that we, we will in a perfect world say, I'd love to have that keep going. And it won't. Here's a thing too, like motivation, I think sometimes has a play in that. And we've talked about motivation and discipline in terms of sports, but it also Mm -hmm. applies just like to your daily, like your life. Like Mm -hmm. you can be motivated as shit at the beginning of the year on January Mm one, but where are you when that motivation isn't there anymore? Because motivation is fleeting. At some point, discipline has to take over. And the Mm -hmm. only way discipline takes over is if you keep doing things and it's just what you do. Mm -hmm. And you know, I'm going to tell you, it's super hard. Like it is, I, you know, there's a reason and let's just keep tie this all back football and sports and all sports for just a second but I'm going to speak about football for just a moment Mm -hmm. so in a normal year football does get breaks so you when the season is over they typically get depending on you know the bowl game situation they get a you know a couple weeks to a month off and then they get ready into um, winter conditioning winter conditioning is usually a little bit lighter then they get ready for spring football when spring football ends, they usually have between two weeks to a month, depending, um, to go home, relax, rest. Yes. They then have summer conditioning. Summer conditioning is good, but it's, again, it's not football shape. There's a difference between being practice ready and game ready. Mm-hmm. There are periods of time in a year where a football team is practice ready. They're not game ready. So here's the thing. Here's how we, and so when we talk about like Nebraska and being exhausted at the end of the season, whether you agreed with it or not, they were in like basically game ready mode for two months before they even knew if a season would happen. That is a lot on yourself. We do not all need to be game ready January 1st through December 31st. We are not game Mm -hmm. ready 365 days this year. We need to be practice ready some days. Yes. There's going to be periods of this year where it's like this month, I'm just practice ready. But you know what? I'm still dedicated to showing up and at least doing the things that I love to do and staying practice ready. Yes, girl. (laughs) Then when I want to be game ready, it's a lot easier for me to get there. We don't have to go from zero to 100 every time, but we also don't have to be at 100 all the time. Like you can be at 50. Sometimes it's going to be raindrops in your bucket. Sometimes it's going to be a whole gallon of water. Yeah. Just keep filling that bucket. Just keep going (laughs) for it. I mean, that's the thing is like we, I think sometimes with goals, resolutions, intentions, everything else, we go all in Mm. so fast. Mm. And it's like, I have to be game ready all the time. You know what happens when you're game ready for two months before you need to be? You get exhausted and then you you, burn out. You don't want to keep going. Exactly. So it's not sustainable. It's not sustainable. (laughs) If, If it was a football team, a volleyball team, all of them, they would be ready 
all year long. They would never get out of game ready mode. They right. would be ready all the time. But how how many NFL players, for instance, do we see that the second their season is done, they're like, I am taking a month mm-hmm. and I am doing nothing but eating pizza. Eating pizza. <laughs> now I'm gonna still work out. Like right. I'm still gonna go do my training, but, but I'm, I'm gonna, gonna like I'm gonna hard. Right. I'm going to like take a little bit of a break because my body needs it. Mm-hmm. My mind needs it. But the thing is, is they don't let go of everything. Right. Because then when they get ready to get back into it, they're still conditioned for it. It's just not game ready condition. Exactly. I think that's the thing that I'm starting to like realize for myself is there are seasons in a year. Mm-hmm. We are not always in game season. So let's, let's, let's find what works for us, but let's stop falling back to zero because even if even if we're living at twenty percent or fifty percent, it's a yeah. whole heck of a lot closer to that hundred percent. If you're doing you it, it at thirty, if you're doing thirty minutes of that thing you love every day, and some days you only do five, I'm going to repeat again: something is better than nothing. Mm-hmm. You're still making time for you, mm-hmm. and like mentally, that's going to be like the best thing that you can do for yourself. Because when shit gets hard, because it always will, mm-hmm. at some point, you have those things to fall back on. It's like it's building a healthy habit for yourself. Like whatever that is, mm-hmm. you know, fried an egg perfectly. Cool. I mean, find <laughs> like, the do it a couple of times a week, whatever it is. I love that. Like I'm making a highlight out of that, like <laughs> game ready versus, you know, practice, practice ready. They're, they're two different it's things. True. And it's really easy for those of us. And this is actually, I, and I will stop going on about Peloton for now, <laughs> but that is actually one of the things I love about Peloton. So I grew up, in my opinion as an athlete, but like, Mm -hmm. I never, like, I never, I don't think considered myself like a real true athlete. And Mm -hmm. I don't know why, like, I don't know why I was, I swam, I played volleyball. I, I competitively cheered. Like, I mean, everything I did made me what an athlete, but like, there's this one instructor, her name is Tunde. She lost 70 pounds is now an instructor. She's incredible. Like Tunde is like awesome. Yeah. She is often the one who says, remember you're an athlete. You are an athlete, so you need to treat yourself like an athlete. And I love that she reminds me of that because as somebody who's just so much, so badly wanted to be an athlete my whole life, like in what I felt like, mm-hmm. her constantly reminding me, care for yourself because you are an athlete. Treat yourself like one. Yep. I'm like, yes, okay. So when I'm done, I'll, I'll go get some protein. I'll go do these things for myself because you're reminding me of this. And so whatever it is that you're doing, even if you feel like I'm not an expert in it, it doesn't matter. Treat yourself like that thing. Manifest it to a degree. Like put that, put that on your shoulders and say like, I am this thing, even if I'm not 100% of it every single day. Yes. We're not all going to be LeBron James. Right. We're not going to be LeBron James of whatever it is that you like to do. Yeah. But LeBron James isn't the only one playing basketball. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's the, like one thing I had to teach myself. Like, like, I know that it's super easy, like, when you want to do something to change it for the better to, like, go full bore 100% in. But, like, for me in terms of, like, when I started working out consistently, like, it's been a couple years now. But, like, sometimes you do have to dial it back. Mm -hmm. Like, that is also a form of self-care. Like, resting. Like, take a freaking bath. Like, do do 10 minutes of yoga Mm -hmm. instead and then take a bath. Because, like... It's all self-care. Whatever that self-care looks like, like just those, that that little bit of time here, there, whatever, to take and dial it back, honestly is going to set you up even further for more success down the long run too. Like, and it's okay to, it's okay to rest. It's okay. Like, I think that's the thing. Like, so with like the blog that I want to keep up, for instance, you know, maybe it would be better for me if I said, Hey, I'm going to write twice a week and do all this stuff. But to be honest with you, I already know if I do that, it's going to put, it's going to put restrictions on me where I'm going to very quickly start to resent it. Cause I'm going to say like, I don't have time for that. I'm not feeling it today. I don't have a topic to talk about. So I'm just going to kind of let it like, I am going to hold myself accountable to the fact that like, I don't want to just abandon it. I don't want to do what I did last year and mm-hmm. only write once and never come back. But I also don't want to set too many parameters where I basically set myself up that if I'm not meeting a certain thing, I'm suddenly now failing at it. Right. I just want to do whatever is right for me. And, you know, I'll, I'm, I'm going to hopefully fall into a rhythm with it. I already have some ideas, things I want to talk about. But I even said this in my first post of this year. I think my, my biggest 
downfall is that I often try too hard. Mm -hmm. I try too hard to to project something that I want people to think about me, what I want them to, you know, take away or how I want people to perceive me. And, you know, honestly, it's not that deep. It's just, you know, so if you're somebody who's like, you know, the thing I like to do is take my dog for a walk. I like, I just, I need, I, I enjoy 20 minutes a day of taking my dog for a walk. You know what? There's going to be a day that it's raining Mm -hmm. or it's going to be really terrible outside. Or you know what? You're just going to have a headache and you're not going to feel it. And you know what? It's okay. Yeah. Because tomorrow you can go on that walk. Exactly. Like we just kind of have to stop. As long as tomorrow. Like here's the one thing that I like to tell people too. Like when you're creating these habits, as long as tomorrow isn't always tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Like, And what I mean by that is like letting multiple days be like, uh, I ate like crap today. I'll do it tomorrow. And then eating like crap tomorrow and then saying tomorrow and keep saying tomorrow mm-hmm. because tomorrow becomes a year. Absolutely. And then you, and then you're like, dang it. I did what I said. I didn't want to do holding yourself accountable in that way. Like is also equally important. Balance is like, that's all I have to say. <laughs> like yeah. balance is like super key. Like don't overdo it, but don't underdo it. But and don't, <laughs> you honestly, know? I'm going to just say this. And I think some of you might agree with this. Um, and really quick before I add this, because I'm projecting onto a lot of you, but you can email us at mind your own yes. podcast at hillvarsity.com and let us know what you think. Share your intentions for the year. Share if you agree with what we're saying or not. Um, again, that's mind your own podcast at hillvarsity.com because the one thing that, like, I think all of us can probably learn from this year, we love sports. Mm-hmm. Most people do. We love sports. We love watching sports. Maybe we like a certain thing. I think sometimes we tie too much of our identity into sports to the point that we let it ruin our day. We let it We let it completely change how we function. If, if our team loses, wins, whatever, it changes the course of our day and beyond. Mm-hmm. It is totally cool to be a passionate fan. It is totally cool. Like, I don't think that you should, like, suddenly not be a fan. I'm not telling you to stop that. But I do think in 2021 and beyond, if this year has shown us anything, you know, maybe it's okay to sometimes just take a step back, take a little bit of a break from it, because you don't you don't need to have your day ruined. You don't need to get yourself completely off track yeah. about something that you can't control. That That is something that, you know, I'd like to do more of. It's just kind of like I've often told people when they're like, well, it doesn't seem like you care about how the Nebraska does. Well, I'm not a fan. Right. I, I cover the team. Now, it is easier when Nebraska wins because people are generally happier. Right. But I, I care more about the people than I do about the outcome of the yes. game. Yeah. Um, I just think for a lot of us, like, Maybe like maybe 2020 has shown us let's just enjoy what we have yes. when we have it and just appreciate it even if what you're watching frustrates the heck out of you. <laughs> uh, there's only so much we can control, and in most of our cases, there's nothing we can control about it. Um, right. So let's just kind of roll with it a little bit more. Yeah. As much as we can. Now, like I said, you can still yell at the TV and get passionate and stuff, but like when it's all said and done, go walk the dog. Yeah. Go do the thing. Make. Go make some bread. Go do the thing that makes yes. you happy. Like, don't lose Try those your things. your perfect egg. <laughs> don't lose those things just because a team doesn't accomplish the thing that you want them to. Exactly. They don't run your life. They don't. Well, and if they do, they shouldn't. <laughs> Unless you're actively the head coach of that team, then they do run your life. Yes. Yes, they do. But, well, first episode of the new year. Um I'm really looking forward to, we started this podcast. Our first episode was like in August. Mm-hmm. I'm really looking forward to seeing like a full calendar year of yeah. this from January until the end of December. So yeah. I appreciate something, by the way, that a lot of you have told us in emails is that this podcast has become, you know, weekly like listening, which honestly chucks me. Cause right. I'm always like, thank you so <laughs> thank much. You. Um, if you want to do something, that would mean a great deal. Please share this podcast with somebody that you think would like it. Uh, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Um, leaving us a, a rating is great. If you would not mind taking a moment to actually write a review, that would go really, really far. Mm-hmm. Um, but only if they're five stars because I'm incredibly fragile. I'm just kidding. <laughs> 
Um, remember how we said that, like, I'm really bad at taking, like, I'm, I'm, <laughs> if you, if you leave us a positive review, I will deflect and be like, oh, no, you're amazing. <laughs> but if you leave me a negative one, I will never recover from it. Um, no, but we do appreciate it. You've, you make our, you make our day when you email us, yeah. um, which again is mind your own podcast at hillvarsity.com. You make our day when you tweet at us. Cause I'm at Aaron Sorensen. She's at Sasha 72. We really just. I think that's been the greatest thing about this podcast is the conversation that has come from it. So let's just not stop that. Yeah. Let's keep it going. Let's just, let's just commit to that in the new year, an intention of not losing the conversation. A hundred percent. And remember, you only have to be practice ready. We don't always have to be game ready. And we'll be, we'll be, this is the most lame thing I will ever say, but we'll all be champions together. 2021. <laughs> Anyway. We'll talk to you next week. <laughs> See ya. <laughs> Bye. A Huda Media Production.